Welcome to Game Corner 7. Please present your coin case to enter. Welcome back to Game Corner 7 with your host, Jordan7, games analyst extraordinaire. Let us get right into the freaking news. Now, <laughs> like a band-aid rip, uh, we, are <laughs> we are on the cusp of a shit ton of Sony announcements uh, around May 25th. Um, a bunch of different announcements and everything that Sony made for a bunch of games, titles coming out, things of that nature. Very cool stuff. Bunch of stuff we're going to go through. I'm going to give my opinion on that, my take on a lot of that stuff. I also have a question that was posed um, to myself, from myself, off of uh, something that was posted earlier in the week that really had me thinking. Um, uh, lastly, in the show, we are going to be looking at a uh, couple different things that I don't even have planned. I don't even <laughs> Oh, what a cluster. But either way, we are just going to jump right into things. I don't even really... I don't even really care. Let's just jump right the hell in. Um, so we're going to be look In a segment I call Looking Ahead, just some things that are coming out we're going to talk about. Um, all those Sony announcements. My God, dude. They uh, they dropped some fire. They really did drop um, some, some good stuff that we were into. And uh, I definitely want to get into it a little bit. First and foremost, we'll get rid of some of the bigger, easier ones. Spider-Man 2 for PS5. You saw that. That was a dope trailer. And not only trailer, but a gameplay trailer, which we desperately needed. Which we required. Which was interesting. Uh, no gameplay, no hype. Sorry. Can't, um, can't get excited about things if you're showing me CG cutscenes. Anybody... Any old guy on YouTube with the Unity engine can friggin' show me a cutscene in CG. Sorry, I, sorry, don't care. Um, Spider-Man 2 is looking really good. Uh, I will, I will say this. I think that Spider-Man, um, is going to, yo, and somebody beat me to the punch in saying this too. We are emulating right now with Spider-Man what we did with Spider-Man just a few years ago when the first Insomniac Spider-Man game came out. And it came out around the same time that the uh, Into the Spider-Verse movie came out as well. Um, that was just the year of Spider-Man in a general sense, which was such a good time. Spider-Man fans were eaten amazingly. We was fat with it. It was crazy. Um, and I thought that that, that, was so, that was so good. Because it was so good also, in a sense, just as a comic book fan how they just had such an appreciation for this character who is so mainstream and is so, you know, is a household name, which is very interesting, you know? Some of the great... Spider-Man being up there with some of the greats being, you know, Mickey Mouse and fucking SpongeBob and shit like that, you know, it's, it's you know, it's interesting and it's very well put together. And I definitely enjoy it. I have a lot of enjoyment for what they're doing. But the trailer itself, it showed off some new moves and new mechanics, including the spider glider, which is the gliding... I don't know if it's called that, I'm sorry. The web wings, I guess. 
I guess it would be called, um, where uh, Peter and Miles both have the ability to glide around the city. Uh, also, switching between Peter and Miles. Hey, yo. Crazy, right? Hey, at least they're not going to make half of a game starring Miles and then charge us a full fucking 60 bucks for it again, right? Yeah. Oh, that was stupid. I didn't agree with that. Can we look at the Spider-Man Miles Morales for just a second? I didn't agree with that. I didn't think... And I don't think it's a racial thing or anything. That's just, you know, whatever. But, <laughs> like, how... how a little bit strange of it is it that you know you can make the whole spider-man game and then you make the miles game and what's interesting about that is you make the miles game it's significantly smaller um but you're still charging us full price guy in the beginning that's how much miles morales was it was full price and so i was like either just dlc the bitch for it's the same map like i don't know why we're splitting hairs here um or you know expand upon miles's story so that you could just straight up have another adventure starring him and it's a full you, you're gonna charge me full fucking make it a full experience why don't you but you know whatever anyway so but uh spider-man 2 looking good we got us we got a uh, sick view of the black suit which I thought was very interesting. I thought that was cool. It definitely uh, put together some nice stuff that people have been waiting to see for a very long time. We haven't had a black-suited Spider-Man appearance literally since Spider-Man 2 in um, the Sam Raimi uh, series. Since then have only been, you know, they're really, they're really holding back with a lot of things. They got things in the pocket is the thing. I think that's why they're holding back so crazily with Spidey getting the black suit and, like, the MCU and shit like that. Because, I mean, to, to think about it realistically for just a second, I believe that, like, Marvel's holding a lot of things back so that later on we may get... When, when we're finally bored of all these fucking C-list characters that they're sticking into movies and series and shit like that... I'm sorry... Agatha, we need an Agatha series. Are you sure about that? I, I'm not. I don't care. I didn't like that character. I thought it was very boring and one note and and kind of stupid. I, she's not a worthwhile character to be getting a show, and I'm probably not going to watch it, but whatever. Point is... Um, when we get bored of all these characters, they're going to start showing us the things we want. I mean, I thought it was Kevin Feige or maybe somebody else, another executive that was at in the MCU that says Miles Morales is a few years off from being shown in the MCU. And this reporter asks, fucking why? Explain to me why Miles is years off from being shown on the big screen. Is it because you know, you have to make sure that it's perfect and the quality over quantity thing. I don't think it's that. I think it'll be marketed to us like that. Like, oh, we needed to find the perfect miles. We needed to make sure it was perfect. We needed to... No, I think you're holding it in your back pocket because you're waiting for us to be fucking bored with the C-listers. I think so. Because there's already a shit ton of characters in the MCU that I know in my heart and soul nobody gives a fuck about that are just showing up out of nowhere. And now audiences are now like, well, we could get behind the original Avengers with Thanos and everything like that, but 
but now you're throwing in people that are just like, what the fuck? Like, at, at this point, you know? So, I mean, that's talking about movies and everything, but uh, just, it's applicable because they've been hiding the black suit behind this, like, veiled screen for such a long time. It's almost as if it's like this thing's like, you want, you want it now? You want it now? You want it now? No! And then just shoot us in the face with it. It's like, okay. Like, you could just give the people what they're looking for and stop, you know, holding so dearly onto this, but whatever. Suit looked good, powers looked good, everything, it looked solid. Um, Yuri Lowenthal, the voice actor for uh, Peter Parker, is really doing his thing with this one. Um, if you don't know, <clears throat> he's the, he's just a multifaceted voice actor. He's, uh, <laughs> he's definitely pushing out the Sasuke from Naruto. He's definitely pushing that out on his performance. Um, which is one of his edgiest characters, so I'm, I'm really seeing a lot of it in the voice acting and stuff like that, because, you know, in the trailer you get to see, like, Peter's kind of giving Miles, like, a little, little bit of an attitude, you know, using the black suit, it obviously amplifies his aggression and stuff like that, which we're definitely gonna get to see. I definitely see a very comic accurate, uh, black suit situation with, you know, Peter kind of dealing with having it but at the same time keeping their own canon of like the um the villains and things of that nature and craven the hunter looking absolutely sick like i'm very excited to see uh what he brings to the table this is going to be huge it's going to be a really big thing i think it's going to be a big deal you know um phantom blade zero i'm going to move on to the next game here this game looks insane. I am a lover of a hack and I love hack and slashes. I don't like, um, Souls games. I don't like Souls games at all. Elden Ring was nice. I'm not going to sit here and deny its popularity or the fact that millions upon billions of people freaking loved it. But I am of a position where I like a hack and slash where I have a health that has like a, a, a regularly deteriorating health, not a one-shot KO kind of thing where I have to spam a dodge button for five years in order to fight a boss. That That's not fun to me. Bloodborne, I tried. It wasn't great for me. The Souls game, I just, I wasn't into the Souls games. That's my honest opinion on that. And I'm hoping Phantom Blade Zero isn't that situation. I've only seen trailers... I've seen gameplay that they're showing off and things like that, and, you know, it's a, it's a lot of hack-and-slash stuff that I grew up on that I love. Devil May Cry 3 is one of my favorite games of all time. I would play that game literally into the night on uh, PlayStation 2 back in the day, and it, it's so... We've been needing a good AAA uh, hack-and-slash. I think we have. With some really good mechanics. I want, like, fast-paced, good mechanics... And I think that this is actually going to give us that. I'm very excited for that. Um, but yeah, so here's here's an interesting game I wanted to bring up. Actually, I'm going to bring this up first beforehand because it was just a short thing. Metal Gear Solid Delta. This is just good. That's, that's just good. Um, if it's one game I've wanted... I've said this on other podcasts. You could look this up as well. Uh, if it's one game I've always wanted to be updated, and I mean for years to get that upgrade, update, remake treatment... Um, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Snake Eater was... I'll tell you like this. 
Whether you love Konami or hate Konami, they could do whatever they want for the rest of their lives because they made Metal Gear Solid 3. That is a fact. You know, I, I can suck the ghost of Kojima's dick harder, I won't, but, you know, I appreciate Kojima himself and just his mind and the things that, you know, he does. Dude has, like, a visionary status, and, and it's deserved. It is absolutely deserved. Not the fans who worship the guy, but he definitely has some good stuff that we can definitely get into and some good things that have come from his past as well as his present in games. Um, I liked Death Stranding. I thought Death Stranding was cool. And I am looking forward to the second one. It was different. It was like, you know, yeah, it had some guns here and there, but it wasn't your prototypical video game of just like, shoot this bad guy, now do this, now do that. It was like, complicated plot, let's be honest here. It rivaled Kingdom Hearts for just like a what the fuck is going on type plot. Um, but yeah, no, I, I will say that for almost, for so many years now, I have crazily wanted um, Snake Eater to be remade, and now we're getting that, and I am blown away by that. But it's also, it's one of those things that also I feel is inevitable. I'm not the only person in the world who loved Snake Eater. Snake Eater was one of the greatest. It was the, it was the perfect quintessential spy video game. That's what it was. It was the quintessential video game to make you feel like a spy. Guns of the Patriots definitely did that as well. Um, if we're talking Metal Gear right now, Guns of the Patriots definitely uh, had a had a big hand in that. Despite the cutscenes that were like twelve hours long, but you know that's that's where I see things. Um, so this is what I want. This is what I wanted to bring up. Uh, Foam Stars. This is an interesting situation for me because. I feel like these games are like a Hail Mary into the we want to be the next Fall Guys. Because I don't think Fall Foam Stars... I'm going to be honest here. Perfect uh, transparency with you guys. I think Foam Stars will bomb. I could be wrong. This is my gaming analysis here. I think Foam Stars will bomb. I do not think that when that game comes out... I think it'll be a kind of bare bones. I don't think it's going to have a lot of, like, mode type things to it. I think it will be very much akin to Splatoon without the charm. Um, and I think that these games... Now, I call it a Hail Mary because, you know, we've seen them. Like, the meme game... Not the meme game, necessarily, because they don't mean for it to happen this way, but they end up hitting that kind of a claim. So we're talking Minecraft, Roblox, um, what else, Fortnite, you know, those games that just hit that point. Fall Guys, Among Us, and they hit that point where, yeah, they're fun, and people can't deny their existence. That's the thing you gotta remember about that. There's two types of people. The people who love them, and the people who you hear about Among Us, and you wanna roll your eyes at the game. You can't deny the appeal. You can't deny the appeal of Fortnite. Cringe all you want at the Goku models and the and the and the Spider-Man models and all the shit that they added to the game. Cringe all you want, motherfucker, because they're billionaires. You know? Cringe all you want at Fortnite. Go ahead and act like you can talk shit about Fortnite. You can't. They did something that worked. Even if they're falling off a little bit, when you're on top and you fall a little bit, you're still very high up. 
And a lot of people love to talk shit, man. So, with these... Because that's not really what I'm talking about. But, like, with these games, right? I think the developers are catching on to, or they've already caught on to, what is going to be the next Fortnite? What's going to be the next Minecraft? What's going to be the next Splatoon? What's going to be the next Smash? The next thing that goes viral for being competitive and being that game that now... Oh, everybody's playing it. Everybody's trying to get... You know, number one in Fortnite, everybody's trying to friggin... I don't think Foam Stars is going to be it. I don't. I think that there's been a lot of clones of games like this before. There's been games where you run around and tag things, and games where you run around and do things like that. Now, I could be completely wrong, and I'm going to secede to that wrongness um, as the development of Foam Stars and everything like that progresses. And I'll even try the game out myself. But I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you from me, I don't think Foam Stars is going to do well. This is just a thing that, um, there's a lot of assumption going on and I understand that. And I don't mean to be rude in those assumptions, but I am not going to deny it. I think that this is one of those games where they're trying to capitalize off of that viral versus game, you know? what's the next Fall Guys? What's the next Fortnite, you know? And I think it'll be Soulless Splatoon. And yeah, that's that's personally where I'm coming from with that. No disrespect to devs or anything like that. It's just, it's where I am in what I know about this industry. I could be wrong. I could also be completely right. So you let me know what you think, you know? Um, lastly, about the Sony announcements, I know there's a shit ton of other things. Those are all the things I wanted to bring up. Um... Where the fuck is Wolverine? Now, <laughs> a little while ago, we got a excellent little trailer, although just CGI. <clears throat> um, we got an excellent little trailer of a Wolverine game. You know, him sitting at a bar. You know, we're waiting to see like what's going to happen with that. Where's and we re- nothing really came of it, and we're still waiting to see what is going on with that. You know, and. Uh, no, nobody really said anything, and that's um, that's kind of interesting. I think a lot of people have either forgotten about about the fact that that Wolverine was uh, announced, but where the fuck is Wolverine? That literally, it says that in my notes. Where the fuck is Wolverine? Um, if they make it anything like the Spider-Man, you know, PS5 games, I'm in a hundred percent. I think that that's sick. I, I'll even go as far as to say that I really enjoyed the X-Men Origins uh, Wolverine games that were made. And I don't, I don't know the consensus on those games. I don't know if those games were loved or if maybe they weren't all that liked so much. But I will say that I, I, I was into them when I was younger. So really looking forward to a very expansive Wolverine game. I don't know how you would do it. <laughs> Because, like, only, when you think about it with, like, Spider-Man, he's got little web gadgets and shit like that that are obviously upgradable. With Wolvie, what do you, what do, you do there? Upgrade the sharpness of your claws? Uh, okay. I mean, is that a thing? Is that, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? It, like, messes with continuity because, like, you know? I, I don't know. Whatever. I, I could be completely... Again, I could be completely wrong... Speculation is speculation. Speculation is speculation. But, you know, here's where we are with that. So, those are, that's a lot of the, um, 
the bigger Sony announcements. Uh, let me know the ones that I missed or ones that you definitely wanted to hear me talk about. Uh, you remember to hit me up at um, 7TV Official on Instagram. In the DMs, in the uh, comments, you hit me up, you let me know what you want us to speak about, and we will speak about. All right? Uh, we're going to take a short break in the show. When we come back, there is a question that has been posed to me by myself based on something I was taking a look at on um, Instagram. And we're going to look at, are we in a new age of golden era gaming? Is this a new golden era of gaming? Or are we jumping the gun a little bit by assuming that? Um, we're going to look at some good games. We're going to look at some bad games. And we're going to make a decision together. So stay put. Be right back. Don't fall in love with the traveling girl. She'll leave you broken, broken hearted. Hey, hey, river people. Welcome to hell back. Uh, <laughs> I need like a shot of something. I'm like falling asleep today. I started the show very energetic and now I'm just I'm just falling apart. I tried eating candy but then you just crash. So Sugar is not the wave. So <laughs> I've been posed a question. Uh, I keep saying that but really I'm the one who asked the question. Because this wasn't a question, it was a statement that I have been thinking about for a very long time, for like a while now I've been thinking about it. <clears throat> now, first of all, I don't care where you get your news. All outlets are outlets. Uh, if you want to shit on IGN, GameSpot, Kotaku, freaking Destructoid is still out there doing work somewhere. You do <laughs> do whatever you do whatever you want to do and go to whatever media outlets you want to go to. Uh, who cares, you know? There's fact and then there is opinion. So, I literally, I don't care. I'll follow them all. Um, but there was a there was a um, a statistic that was put on GameSpot just the other day, and it wasn't the statistic itself, but something that somebody commented underneath in response to this statistic that I thought was kind of on an interesting side. Um, so here's what it was. So they said that. PS5 players are spending way more than PS4 players. This is via Sony themselves. Um, as the subject of... As the source. Sorry, subject. What the fuck? So, so it, it, it's interesting because, you know, I'm thinking about this, and, and it says the average for the Sony system includes what people are shelling out on games, subscriptions, add-ons, and accessories... It's, it's a kind of an interesting story, right? And uh, it, it wasn't necessarily this that got me thinking, but what someone said in the comments, I, I peruse comments because it's the voice of the people, whether you like it or not. Like, it is. So this was a gentleman by the name of Roller Coaster to Nowhere um, in the comments section of this who said, Too many games! Exclamation point. Diablo 4 and Street Fighter 6 next week. And still playing Zelda. We are in a golden era of video gaming. Now, um, I could not stop thinking about this shit that this guy said. I could not stop thinking about it. For whatever reason or another, right? First of all, his examples of why we are in 
another golden era of gaming. Two of his examples are games that aren't even out yet. Like, they could bomb hardcore. You never know. But, (laughs) you know, I know I'm still playing Tears of the Kingdom. Every time I feel like I've made some sort of chunk of progress, the game just keeps expanding upon itself, which is very interesting. But, you know, it's... Here's the thing about that. It's very this is a very opinionated thing this guy said, you know? Because are we in a golden era? Is that a thing that has any sort of weight to it that comment? I don't know. And I don't know because I wouldn't say that we are in another golden era. I think we're in a point where people are starting to get games correctly. Here's a big part of why I left the games industry all those years ago and why I didn't want to pursue things any further and shit like that. You know, I'm in a position where I don't like to be scammed. And I really don't know anybody who likes to be scammed. That's a a big deal, okay? I, I would think we all would agree with that on some level. Now, my whole thing is... Games recently jumped up to $70 a pop. This is some unfortunate news. Like, we're creeping up to a point where, in a couple of years, games could be very well close to $100. We already have these expanded editions and these special edition fucking games that... Are, are reaching 100 110 120 bucks a pop that come with all this other stuff, including music and art books and whatever. And I remember back in the day, getting special edition things did not cost almost 100 bucks. And I understand, inflation, the times, I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, I'm, what am I going to do, you know? I'm not going to sit and act like everything's going to be cheap for the rest of my life. I'm not some hippie. But I, I will tell you this. I think it's interesting, and this is what caused me to hate the games industry in such a big way for such a long time. There was a lot of animosity I had towards this industry. And that is because, why am I paying more when it seems as though there's so much less work going into them? That's the problematic situation that I'm in. Um, These games come out. They don't even work fully the way that they're supposed to. I'm not the only person who talks about... I'm not saying anything new right now. But I'm reiterating for all the voices who have been repeating this same thing over and over in this industry. Why the fuck do the devs think for even a a fraction of a second that they deserve more when every time a game comes up, we have... uh, you know, graphical issues and glitching and games that half the time don't even work without day one patches. Did the original... I'm going to sound like a boomer here. I'm sorry. I'm going to sound like an old man yelling at a cloud here. But did the original Legend of Zelda have a fucking day one patch? No, you needed to get your game right immediately or once it hit the shelves, you're boned. And people would pan that game. That's where we are with this. Sorry to break it to you. And that was back when games were not $70 a pop. 
And now we're looking at a situation where video games are going to be costing more and more daily. And consumers are like, we'll still buy them. I'm not seeing a lot of people complaining about the, 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 um, you know, the inflation of games. I really wasn't seeing a lot of people for a time. I felt like I was the only one doing it. But now I'm legitimately in a position, angrily in a position, where I'm like, no, you know, like, I'm not paying $70 for a game that once I take it home, it already takes me an hour of installation time, and once I get it in, it doesn't fucking work? Excuse me? I'm glitching through walls and falling through collision detection? Because why? Because you didn't take the time to pan things out? I'm so blown away by... And I've had people tell me to stop complaining about this. I've made comments and things like that under accounts and and, and voicing my own opinions and, like, you know, comment sections and Reddit and things like that where I've said this exact same thing and I've had motherfuckers literally telling me that I shouldn't be angry about paying more money for less reputable games? Are you out of your mind? Do you know how angry I was when Saints Row rebooted? That game was an abortion. That game was an abortion. Back alley. I don't care. Okay? I hit up Volition multiple times on their... um, uh, In their help section of their website and their customer service. And I said, hey, I want my money back. This game is fucking garbage. I paid $70 for you to reboot one of the greatest sandbox games that ever existed, which is Saints Row, and you motherfuckers dropped the ball with this game. With I've never played a game with more glitching in it since the first Watch Dogs. And the first Watch Dogs was a game that glitched out heavily so bad, so heavily... That sometimes characters who I who were like needed to, to to start missions and shit like that would not even spawn in the game. You're telling me right now that now I owe this industry, and I know there are different developers and shit like that. Whatever, I- I'm now paying seventy dollars for these games where I'm falling through the floor and and cutscenes aren't even playing, and I have to restart the game on a constant basis because you can't get your shit together and you want more money. I I get the I get the position that you're in either into because it's people like this who are yelling, screaming, bitching about things coming out. But I think in some level we should come to some understanding that's like Delay the game. Delay the motherfucker so that I know it works right and I'm getting my money's worth. I'm not saying anything... I don't think I'm saying anything profound right now that any other person who who buys video games regularly um, hasn't already said. I don't think I'm saying anything profound or crazy. Like, I'm a little mind-blown about this a little bit. Just just a tiny bit. Because in what... In what universe... In what universe does any of this make sense? And then I have these dumb, mouth-breathing motherfuckers who just have to play contrariate with me online. Telling me, oh shit, uh, stop bitching, you shouldn't be mad. These devs work really hard. Fuck them! You're telling me right now I should be thanking Ubisoft for Assassin's Creed Unity? 
a glitchy game where people's faces literally glitch out of the game and I paid full price for? I know that was years and years ago. I can't keep bitching about those things forever. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I guess when push comes to shove, you can't bitch about that one forever. But it's just come the fuck on, man. Come on. You don't get to be this guy, games industry. The whole games industry. I'm not even going to bring up the, the actual, actual abomination that is EA nowadays. Fucking, <laughs> I, 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 I'm afraid for The Sims 5 to come out. I really am. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in dear, dear, uh, panic for The Sims 5. Because video games have already gone up, and where I am in the East Coast, 70 bucks a pop, just for base game, too. And, uh, I feel like, I definitely, you heard it here first, I feel like when EA makes Sims 5... It's going to have less features, because each game had less features. That was the biggest complaint about the Sims series, was 2 was the best one, because it had everything. Then 3 came out, and it was like, it lost so much shit. Then they literally released Sims 4, and you couldn't even put a pool in your home. And people were like, the fuck is wrong with you? Go watch the Izzy video on uh, the Sims games. Watch all of her Sims videos. You'll get a, you'll get a little bit of... Uh, a fucking insight into this industry that you're you're supporting and that you're telling me not to get mad about. And then you come back and you tell me if I'm not allowed to be pissed off for paying fucking $70 for this garbage. And so, <clears throat> you know, where, where the fuck did I even leave off? <laughs> I just trailed off into getting mad at The Sims. You know, EA with their slur of... I, I can't even begin to talk about EA. EA is like their own... Um, it, it's 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 like its own episode. I can't even do that. But whatever, no big deal. Point is... <laughs> look, I'm, I'm even willing to pay the $70 upcharge for these games. I think EA is going to charge $80 for The Sims. That's what I was going to say. I think that they are so insane with their pricing and the things that they do that they are going to release The Sims 5 and say, hey, you know how games are $70 for you? Well, because of management and time and effort and blah, 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 we're actually going to be be upcharging that again. So you're going to be, Sims 5 is going to cost $80. Credit card, please. Like, what? Not like, you think that would maybe be an exaggeration, but EA is that fucking stupid. I want all the Star Wars fans to now stand up and please explain to me <laughs> and, and please tell me right now about all your Battlefront woes. Myself and Derek and John, man, we play Battle, Battlefront into the night. And, and it, you know, it was, it was garbage if I'm being... It's, a, it's not good. It wasn't good. It, it's okay now. It's pretty fixed. But it should have been okay initially when I fucking paid all that money for it. Like, what? No. But, I don't know. It really, at the end of the day, this isn't even the most, like, complex conversation I'm having right now. It's basically just me sitting here yelling about the price of video games. But it, it, it's more than that if you sit there and stick with me and actually hear me out here, okay? I don't want to play games that come out and they don't work. I don't, I don't know anybody who does, <laughs> you know? But... I appreciate, I, I have appreciation for all developers, even fucking EA, I still, my girlfriend and I, we play The Sims all the time, 
you know? No matter how you're literally riddled with fucking... <laughs> with uh, DLC content and shit like that. We'll still play it. It's it's an appreciated art form. This is the escape. Like, let's not... You know what I mean? Like, it's all there is to it. So now going back... Because <laughs> we've trailed so far from the point. Going back to the original question now. Are we in a golden era of games? I'm going to tell you guys honestly right now. From me, at first, I believed maybe we were. Maybe we were. Deep down, maybe there was something that I was like, okay. But here's the thing. I personally haven't been wowed by any games lately. I'm going to be perfectly transparent with this as well. Tears of the Kingdom is amazing and I love it. It's not astounding me. It's amazing and I love it. It is Breath of the Wild 2. It is... What Majora's Mask was to um, Ocarina of Time, Tears of the Kingdom absolutely is to Breath of the Wild. The darker, still as fun and interesting cousin of the first fun and interesting title. Uh, and I have a lot of love for it. I have a lot of love for Tears of the Kingdom and... A lot of hours in it as well, and I feel like I'm nowhere, but I I like that. The game's worth what I paid for it, you know what I mean? I'm not going to make this all about money, I promise you. It's just, it it just comes up in this episode, because you got to factor all that in if you're going to call this the golden era. But I'm going to be honest with you, then the Gollum game came out. (laughs) I was watch. oh, who was I watching? I think it was Vine Sauce. I was playing, I was watching Vinny from Vine Sauce play the Gollum game. And let me tell you guys something. In this day and age, you paid a f- you you're paying full price for a game that looks like a PlayStation Two game. Are you kidding me right now? That game is something, man. They, somebody had to look at that and th- and 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 think it was an okay, solid idea. Like what? 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 <laughs> No, we are not in a golden era of games. I'm sorry. I cannot, in good conscience, agree with that. It's I, I couldn't stop thinking about the fact that he said that. To the point of where I'm sitting there reading it, I'm just going through it in my head. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I will say, um, games are moving in a, good, in a better direction. A lot of titles that didn't have a lot of good stuff to them are in a very in, in a better place than they were Sonic the Hedgehog series Sonic Frontiers very fun game had a very good time with that and I haven't finished it either I'm still having a very good time with it um, we have all these things to look forward to Street Fighter Spider-Man you know um, the Mortal Kombat uh, remake of the first game you know a, a lot of these things man we have a lot to look forward to, but Golden Age, I'd take a step back. I'd take a step back and reevaluate. I'm not saying that one, and I'm just looking at the games industry as a whole. It's not individual developers, even though we could get in and dissect that and everything. But I will say, it is interesting that you can, looking at this series as a whole, 
and and what this guy said, and you know, like you're looking at games like Gollum and other games that have just kind of, you know, there, there's been some other bombs this year. We're we're well into 2023, and I think it's interesting that with with games like this and with with situations like this, it's not that it's enough to condemn. Uh, the, the the games industry but it's also enough that you have to take notice of certain things listen I'm for one I'm all one I'm all for people like complaining less about things but you have to be objective and you have to be realistic about things you know I, I like to do that. I want to call myself a games analyst, and I want to call myself that and looking at this stuff in a general sense. And it's fun, and I want to have fun doing it, but at the same time, I can't just love the things I love and knock the things I'm knocking. Like, there's going to be times where amazing things come out, and I'm going to be like, that wasn't a good idea. You know, objectivity. You guys know what object. If you were able to click on my podcast, you're smart enough to know what objectivity is in this world. So, uh, bottom line here is: Do I honestly think that we're in a golden era and a golden age of video games? No, I do not. I think that we have a lot of work to do. I think that with ambition comes a lot of time and a lot of progress. Um, but to never forego that ambition because that's exactly what this industry needs as of this very moment because we don't want the video games industry to become like Hollywood and like the film industry right now where literally everything is being remade or remastered or re-whatever. And that that's just the, the factual situation here of the actual, you know, of games. <laughs> like... Games are important. It's people's escape. It's it's an art form. It's an interactive medium. Like, go for it. You know what I mean? So, that's where we are with that. When we come back, we will be closing out the show. Um, stay tuned, y'all. Even if you're lost, you can't lose the love because it's in your heart. I've so enjoyed my time here with you. If you stuck it out this long in the episode, I really appreciate uh, you having listened and heard me out. I uh, <clears throat> definitely enjoy this. I enjoy being a nice little analytical little boy. Um, please make sure that you follow the Instagram that is... 7TV official. That's S E, the number 7, E N T V official. Uh, get in on the conversation. Leave any comments, DMs, anything you like. Uh, I'm moderating and choosing which ones are going to get a mention on the show, which ones I'm going to put up. Um, and you might even be featured for a topic on this show as well, uh, depending on what it is you have to say to me. So if you got any cool ideas for anything you want me to talk about, anything you want me to. Uh, any questions to answer industry-wise or anything like that, uh, please let me know. I'm not sitting here acting like a professional. This is all just an opinionated situation. So, much love from your boy from the Game Corner 7. I have been your host, Jordan7. And remember, don't forget your coin case.
Thank you very much. I will see you guys next time.